Welcome to Jurassic World. Yes, welcome to Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World one minute at a time. The Tyrannosaur feeding show is about to begin. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And here we are to discuss Minute 27 of Jurassic World. Before we get to that, David, let's go and have a look at uh, Jurassic-pedia.com for a minute and uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Again, like last minute, as I mentioned, this was one of those first kind of first run uh, articles that we got when we first got the viral side up. As you can see, it was close to the last last one. This one came out on the 6th of 20, uh, February on 2015. And again, like uh, the other one could probably definitely use a revamp. <laughs> All we got here is a small thumbnail image of a cropped view of the, <clears throat> of the sign. And we know, of course, that we've got much, much more to discuss about this entire set piece here. And the events that happened therein. Mm. Yeah, well, I suppose um, it would have been around this time too. And I was going to talk about this later. But may as well do it now. The uh, the set photos were revealed of uh, the second unit direct, the second unit um, filming in the redwoods with that goat tied to a post. Yeah, that's correct. <clears throat> I, there's a specific spot I can't remember is a bit further than Eure- the Eureka Redwoods. I think like it was. It was like maybe around the John Muir woods that are nor- just north of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they they went right to the Redwoods for this, which was really exciting to see. That that, that made a lot of us really confused. The fact that here we got the goat, the goat back, obviously not the same one from the first film, but we got a goat <laughs> tied, to a, uh, tied to a stake or tied to a post here. I don't think we knew at the time it had anything to do with Trenosaur, Trenosaurus Kingdom, but just the fact that the Redwoods were coming back for fall, uh, for Jurassic World was uh, was quite exciting. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people had guessed it, though it was something to do with the god, possibly. I think this was before we had the full synopsis revealed, and so people were wondering, oh, maybe this is a pickup shot for the opening where they recapture the T-Rex or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember that being speculated a lot. Yep. Yeah, and it's going to come up a lot more when we get to uh, the minute itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, right up there of uh, what we get in the film uh, related to Transfer or to T-Rex Kingdom all the way up to the end where we get to realise it's Paddock 9. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're the same, one and the same thing. Yeah, this is interesting. 
And something else from the viral side that we did include here, though, because we don't actually know if those other animals were included among the T-Rex kingdom, is it mentions that there were male T-Rexes on the on Isla Nublar that we don't know if, whether they're displayed, if they're Maserani's own, or if they were uh, perhaps shipped from Isla Sorna, like uh, some of the other animals were when, a far, when the park first opened. But it, we know that they mentioned the um, that the mating call of Rexy kind of a kind of agitated them and made them aware that that Rexy was of of course on the island. Mm-hmm. You know, well, which makes me also wonder if those animals died in captivity. Or if they were able to be saved uh, by some measure for, by, um, by Eli Mills' team during the evacuation of the island in Fallen well, Kingdom. Yeah, well, that's it. You can't you can't sit there and write Sauna out by saying that all animals were transported to Nublar for the park and then not have a, a second T Rex at least um, on Nublar. Mm-hmm. Especially a male, you know. I mean. You you know me. I've loved the male T Rex coloration for ever. <clears throat> Big fan of it. <laughs> well, my only my only count of that would be that we done it. We done it in the Lost World. It was pretty a pretty focal part of the film. Uh, it mm-hmm. returned for Jurassic Park three, and we won't go any further into that. <laughs> but also, we've we've done the Tyrannosaur was a major part of Jurassic Park. Um, she come back and has a bit of a more smaller role here um, until the end anyway, and yet no, she's going to be back in Fallen Kingdom as well. So I, um, I'm all for wringing the, the male chamois dry and getting her, getting him back, <laughs> getting getting the males back in the film for the last one mm-hmm. at least, and not just have it suddenly appear. Oh, it was on the Acadia as well, because <laughs> Mills to Mills team no, got it. it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> we know it wasn't because they they had to use Rexy blood for because uh, she was the only T-Rex that they said was there yep yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. oh this franchise head over to drastigaspedia.com for uh, the article on T-Rex Kingdom and many others T-Rex doesn't want to be fat he wants to hunt just suppress 65 million years of gut instinct <laughs> Dave, ready to get into Minute 27? I am. As we're in Minute 26 of Jurassic World, Gray was excited about trying to ride the Triceratops. And as we open on Minute 27, he tells Zack that he's only 47 inches. Zack sighs and says this place is made for little kids. At the 12 second mark, Zack looks back to Zara on the phone, talking about a bachelor party and gets a brilliant idea. He tells Gray to scatter, to go, 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 and taps him on the shoulder. And the two boys run off, leaving the British nanny alone on the phone. At the 23 second mark, as the boys leave the petting zoo, three young girls hand the baby Apatosaurus some feed, and it slobbers all over their hands. At the 27 second mark, we cut to a busy and overpopulated main street, as the boys run giggling through the crowd. At the 43 second mark, as Grey looks towards the Tronosaur Kingdom entrance, a recorded voice comes over to PA. The next T-Rex feeding show begins in 10 minutes. At the 52 second mark, we cut to a heavily forested redwood enclosure 
air quotes, as a park employee lights a flare and throws it to the feet of a goat. The T-Rex bellows, and as the minute ends, we cut inside the observation log as kids are yelling and jumping and calling out for the Tyrannosaur to eat it, eat it, eat it. And this ends Minute 27 of Jurassic World. As, uh, as Minute 26 ended, uh, Gray told Zach that uh, you could still ride the Triceratops, and as we start Minute 27, he continues, I'm 47 and a half inches, so there must be a 50-inch or something just above that 47 that's the cutoff for the maximum mm-hmm. height, which, good luck. <laughs> it, <laughs> you'd be kicking yourself after uh, being evacuated from the island that you never, never got to ride, <laughs> ride the Triceratops, mm-hmm. but... All the other things that go on, it's probably the last thing on your mind. So here we are back with the boys after a few minutes away dealing with the raptors and clearly Zara on her phone. Uh, Zach seems to be just uh, walking aimlessly, saying this place is just for little kids, which, yeah, that's <laughs> little kids are the only ones that are allowed to ride it. Um, but uh, Gray's doing what I'd be doing, just photographing everything. I do have to question the use of the uh, the old 32mm camera, though, whether it's just, again, him getting stuff handed down from parents or grandparents, or especially when we get to the Mosasaur feeding show later, everyone's got phones or uh, digital cameras. Mm. And even funnier is it almost appears to be similar to one of those old kind of disposable cameras that they used to have. I know that Polaroid picture, Polaroid cameras, or I'm sorry, Polaroid instant cameras had made a small comeback a couple of years ago among teenagers who kind of wanted just a quick photo <laughs> that they could pass around with their friends. But this almost seems like a more like one of those disposable cameras that you buy at a gift shop or something like that. Mm. And it seems odd that in 2015 he wouldn't have a cell phone, even though. Um, he seems to be about that age of somebody who would just get one. Yeah, well, yeah, you'd, you'd get a, you'd be able to get a relatively cheap, just a small digital camera, twelve, fifteen megapixel digital camera or something around that time, for next mm-hmm. to nothing. It, it does take you back to the nineties and zoos. They had these disposable cameras at all the kiosks and stuff. But even going back yeah. to the original Jurassic Park, they were sponsored by Kodak. There was Kodak um, signs on the brochures and that. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there was a tag, there was something along the tagline, or visit Jurassic Park and film, or take photos of what you see. Or um, oh, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, so that back in the '90s, that's understandable. But yeah, here mm-hmm. I don't. Even I, going back to the uh, Godzilla reference you made, <laughs> last they, there's there's that time, that moment where Matthew Broderick gets a disposable um, camera out of a vending machine. I remember, and you mentioned gift shops. There was one in the Field Museum gift shop. That actually had the Jurassic Park T-Rex's face on it. <laughs> it was, I think, Kodak. Not that you, meant, not that I, you bring that up. Yeah. Well, they even made, I know for Lost World at least, they made the cameras, the, they're not disposable, but they actually made themed cameras with um, with the stickers, of something that's of all that yellow and black caution tape on them anyway. But... Yeah, and then they also did the sweepstakes that I think yeah. sent you to New Zealand, didn't it? Yeah, yep. And oh no no it wasn't it was um I just got I was just looking through the Cinefix magazine today it was Kauai they <laughs> it sent you to it was a Kauai vacation for, uh, sponsored by Kodak and 
um, even more so, it was interesting that they had that that special other giveaway stuff that they did the commercial for in the Lost World Worker Village. Yep. Yep. Yeah, all that um that map, the the, the that uh, map of Sauna. Yeah. That's got yeah, Kodak on it as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's Kodak. Promotion yeah, map or whatever. I, I got that. Yeah, yeah, it's here. Um, I'm just trying to figure out if they even make disposable cameras anymore, but I remember it'd have to be probably two or three years ago being at a friend's wedding. Instead of um, hiring a... Oh, they had a photographer for the bride and groom mm-hmm. sort of stuff, but as for the reception, they just piled a heap of disposable cameras on the table and said, just take all the photos you can. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'd still make them at... But a lot less qu- lot less quantity than what they would have originally. Yeah, I mean, it's like a phone booth. I can't remember the last time I saw a vending machine for one on the street. Yeah, yep. Yeah, we've still got a phone booth here in town. It's it's holding on. <laughs> I know a lot in other places have gone. We used to have one that was literally just the booth. There was no phone on anything. It had been long ago vandalized into basically just a pole in the booth. <laughs> yeah. Sitting... Sitting in a, on an empty lot in uh, in town. Yeah, but yeah, great here photographing everything. Whenever I go anywhere, I'm not, I'm not just photographing the uh, the main attraction. I'm I'm photographing everything <laughs> around as well, just to get that oh, sort same. of yeah, just to get that sort of all around. Because you never photographs are never going to do the real place justice. But especially nowadays with digital, you can you can take a thousand photos and um, mm. and store them all. Oh, yeah. I know. I mean, you used to think think about it back in the '90s. You had to be worried. Oh, don't waste the film. Don't waste the film. Nowadays, you, I just snap, 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 snap. You know, I mean, uh, it doesn't matter. I got a 64 gigabyte uh, drive loaded in this thing. I can take 9,000 pictures before I run it. <laughs> well, that's why I love the, the burst function on the phones as well. Like you can just do a burst, and you can guarantee one of those 12 photos is going to be not blurry. Um, the shutter, exactly. The shutter would open at just the right speed where. Especially inside aquariums and that sort of stuff, you're sitting there taking photos, trying to get the lighting right, trying not to get the flash <laughs> reflecting off glass and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Just just burst it, worry about it later. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I've, de- I've definitely done that too. Especially, I mean, if you're trying to get that perfect shit picture of a shark, <laughs> and then you sit down to your computer and put that SIM not card, that, 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 that memory card in, and you've got twenty five thousand photos. You got to try and work through and sort. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no joke. When I came back from the Redwoods, I had five thousand pictures on yeah. my SD card. Yep. And you'd make doubles and triples just so they didn't disappear. No, yep. no crash drives or anything. Yep. Because there was nothing, nothing worse than getting those photos back from the developer and seeing blur, black, not working, <laughs> and just oh no. Weird wipey stripe or, wi- or weird lighty stripe thing. Yep, yep. <laughs> Sunlight got into the film when you're taking it out of the back of the camera. Or... Yep. Ah, oh, kids get it so much easier these days. That can be my old blurred, man rent. picture of some kid up some up the kid's nose. You <laughs> <laughs> got a couple of those lying around someplace. Yeah, yep. But uh, Gray jumps down from some rocks here saying, I know, then asks Zach if he wants to go on the spinning dinosaur ride. Well, the novel says there's spinning dinosaur eggs, so... Um, there are amusements on the island as well. We know from the long shot, there's the up near the aquatic park. I'm pretty sure we see a Ferris wheel there, don't we? Somewhere. Do we? 
or merry-go-round. I, I, I thought we seen something like that there in that that overview of the park uh, when we did oh, the flyover. I, I think it was a merry-go-round, yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Zach straight out says nope and tells Gray to uh, cover up his door pouch. <laughs> <laughs> so of course he's got the fanny pack on here which again I still wear this because phone, wallet, all that sort of stuff you want close Aaron, I have a ni- I have a 1980s Canon uh, fanny pack for that, uh, that sponsoring or that was from the 1980s uh, that, uh, that, that year's Olympics <laughs> and I use that to store all my camera stuff on the go I just got like three lenses in there camera or uh, Sorry, a flash hider, uh, extra SD card, all uh, uh, wiped down for it. I mean, it makes for a great little carrying pack. You don't need that big, bulky, boxy camera bag. Mm. All you need is the little fanny pack. Stick in the front seat, and you're off. You're good to go. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you can have a lot of stuff with you, and it's all got to go somewhere. He looks. Zach looks back at Zara, who's on the phone, and uh, we get our second line of dialogue from her. Uh, no, Alex not having a. Ba- I'm pretty sure it's Alec because if it was Alex, you wouldn't be able to put the apostrophe s on the end of it. It'd be too long to what mm-hmm. she's saying. But uh, he's not having a bachelor party. Uh, all his friends are animals, <laughs> which I could imagine <laughs> there'd be a lot of a uh, lot of women out there would be saying the same thing about some of their partners and their friends. And no, no if bachelor party. <laughs> I was gonna say, if his friends are animals, he's definitely having a bachelor party, and she's definitely not gonna know. About it. <laughs> <sighs> it's already happened. It's probably already happened. <laughs> it's been organised. It's been done while you're at work, and there's nothing you can do about it. You're on an island, thousands of <laughs> thousands of miles away from him. Uh, we presume, anyway, he might, he might. If she's an employee on the island, he might be on the island as well. We don't know. We don't get any any backstory there. But here we have. I think our only uh, reference to her planning her wedding and that's why she's on the phone here it's it, it's a bit unfair to the character where all that sort of wedding subplot was cut out making her just look yeah. like someone that's preoccupied with her phone and not doing a job which mm-hmm. is a shame especially when you with what happens later and I know there's a lot of fans after the film come down oh sucked in you got she got what she deserved and that's not looking after the kids too busy on her phone but mm-hmm. it is what it is I suppose um, and that's when Zach realizes that she's not paying attention and yells to Gray, "Scatter! Yeah, go, 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 run!" And the two of them run away from Zara, past uh, some kids here feeding um, the baby Apatosaurus. Um, it mm-hmm. takes a big mouthful of grain from one of the girl's hands and leaves behind a big handful of slobber. Which, again, anyone that's fed a goat, a cow, a donkey, anything at a petting zoo, realize that you don't let that yeah. thing eat out of your hand because, yeah, it's going to make a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that that is probably one of the things they could have made even they could have made practical and maybe just CGI the lips a little bit but yeah that, I mean all you see is the is a close up of the head that is definitely one of those things that could have been easily done animatronic even the yeah even the Gallimimus in the in the staff's hands like again yeah, I, was thinking, I was thinking that one too with what they what they could achieve with the baby Rex in Lost World now, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it is a it is a big missed missed opportunity. Um, but we do have the baby, the Pseudoceratops to look forward to, and maybe some other baby animals as well for Dominion. Mm-hmm. 
that's where we leave the petting zoo and we cut back to Main Street once again as uh, the girls here towing one of those inflatable sauropods behind her. I do love that as a prop and uh, just a, a bit of park promotional, no, not promotional material, just um, sort of theme park themed sort of merchandise yeah. you can get. They definitely do a great job in making this this theme park feel lived in you know it doesn't just feel like it's a set piece it feels like you could actually go here yeah and it shows we know they went to several parks and seen seen what these sort of main esplanades and main streets look like the all the sort of stuff mm-hmm. that's on them and we get that all here with uh the people that there's there's a staff member here giving some people some directions obviously lost or looking for something um and as the camera rises we can see the sea of guests all the way up to the innovation center which uh makes me wonder if this park is overpopulated <laughs> even though they say that um they're about half of what uh attendance was when the park opened there's a lot of people here there's a hell of a lot of people here mm-hmm. and interestingly um I, re- I remember the viral site you uh, had the park guest counter and it usually wavered around 22,000 mm-hmm and I think it was like marked as like ninety percent or ninety five percent occupancy uh, at the time. And even Hoskins says later in the movie, you got twenty thousand guests, they've got nowhere to go. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get there. There's clearly no, there's clearly no plan for evacuation or an asset out of containment. Mm-hmm. You're going after with non lethals. <laughs> that's a twenty, that's a twenty eight million dollar asset there. Yep. Uh, it's um yeah and we've we've sort of mentioned before whether this is the only sort of main street area uh on the island there's got to be more stuff like this over near the hotels mm-hmm. well i'm sure i mean i'm sure they have the whole the entire place packed with individual gift shops and stuff you know yeah. individual concession stands everybody everybody's got they got a uh Roasted peanuts <laughs> concession stand <laughs> on every corner. Yeah, yep. Get your peanuts and popcorn here. No feeding the animals. <laughs> it might <laughs> might be just too that uh, this would be a nightmare for me being in such a populated area like this. <laughs> I don't like I don't like large large crowds like this, and mm. you know, I imagine what's like inside the gift shop and um, <laughs> and oh. I mean. I won't deny it. I would go if this was a real theme park. I would absolutely oh, go yeah. in a heartbeat. Is is just I wouldn't be dressed like Zach so much. I'd be dressed like everybody else is in short in shorts and summer wear. And then there's Zach skinny jeans and long sleeved uh, hoodie. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, we know they flew out of Chicago. Uh, out of um, Chicago is just take what. Illinois, the state? It was, uh, no, it was Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin, yeah. So, and I've, I've done that before. I've flown from one part of the country to another, dressed as I would for where I departed from and got to that destination and gone, my whole suitcase is now worthless. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, either a lot hotter here or a lot colder than what I was, thought it was going to be. And to go for a, sh- a quick trip to the, uh, to the shops to get some new clothes. <laughs> But the, the boys run out on the main street here from the right, and we speculate with that aerial shot that the petting zoo was off off to the side of main street there. Uh, looks like that's the direction they come from. 
mm-hmm. and the boys continue to wave. Oh, oh go. I was gonna say in the petting zoo scenes, you can actually see behind the zoo behind the zoo area. You can kind of see the <clears throat> one side of the of the innovation center and the mountains behind it, and it does appear to be um, it, like they came in from the direction that they're walking. Yeah, and that that innovation center in the background, if um, if it wasn't there, you'd see the command building on the hill behind it, so that direct line mm-hmm. across to there. Well, it is does seem to be obscured by the trees and that kind of fake rock stuff they have going on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the boys continue to weave between the uh, the crowd as they make their way down Main Street, and over to PA we can hear a voice saying, next T-Rex feeding will commence in 10 minutes. And that gets Gray really excited. He's jumping up and down, screaming, T-Rex, T-Rex, come on! <laughs> Which, again, is us. <laughs> that does remind me... I. I remember uh, seeing videos uh, from newsreels when The Lost World first came out, and you just see people in line for the premiere shouting, T-Rex, T-Rex, T-Rex. <laughs> like, I can imagine it's definitely inspired this next upcoming scene. Yeah. Can we talk about that? We'll, we'll see you next minute. <laughs> the eat it, eat it, eat it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, great runs for T-Rex Kingdom. As to, the, to the gates as uh, the recorded voice continues parents beware this show may be disturbing for young children yep it, if you can get to the window it definitely will be <laughs> yeah really there is something weird though because I mean you can see it, it says T-Rex Kingdom at the top of the gate there but I'm not sure if it's the angle but even so you should still be able to see the tops of those redwood trees sticking out of the top of the, of the uh, enclosure <laughs> pen. And we can see them clearly when um, when Mizrani is coming in for a landing in the helicopter, but you can't really see them from anywhere else in the park. And they're there. I mean, there's clearly tree uh, tree habit, uh, redwood habitat inside that arena-style uh, area. Mm. Yeah, you can see that. All the, all the exterior shots show the the three to five redwoods in the middle of that amphitheater mm-hmm. type arena um, which we'll get to what the inside looks like right about now as we get a, mm-hmm. a, a shot right out of the lost world here we've got this dense redwood forest uh, the sun gleaming in through the canopy of the trees which I'm sure you would have mm-hmm. seen all this when you were there <laughs> it'll be bringing mm-hmm. back memories of your visit to the redwoods <laughs> and we've got a massive one lying on its side with a Glass wall for goose, uh, goose, guests to look out at the forest floor. This one, I believe, the design of the redwood of the open redwood log here was part was meant to be or was originally concepted as being part of the gyrosphere valley, and you would have gotten out of the gyrosphere and gotten to see the animals close up feeding from this log lying on the gra- fake log lying on the ground, mm-hmm. and I think that's where the inspiration for this log came from and then you can see behind it looks like i can't tell if it's attached to like a fake stump or if it's attached to the top of the log itself this kind of enclosed employee who throws the flare at the goat yeah um it looks like there's a like a tree trunk behind it but it looks too far away to be where where this is um where this tower this cage is yeah it might be, yeah, it might be attached to the log, but then it doesn't really give 
the uh, the park staff up there much of a view like it's tucked away behind the log obviously mm-hmm. obviously keeping it just out of biting height uh, it seems it's mm-hmm. a bit bit taller than the, the log itself um, um, I'm sure there's like titanium bars around that thing too. Yeah. Well, yeah, it probably wouldn't be that secure being on a pole. It'd have to be attached to this massive, this massive log observe, mm-hmm. observation area, um, just so the T-Rex can't ram the bottom of it and knock it over. Mm. I'm sure there's tempered glass there, probably at least five inches thick. Oh, oddly, not one-way glass. <laughs> and we see at the end of the minute when the Trinosaur does approach, it's at that height as well. So mm-hmm. um, very convenient biting height. Yeah, yeah. but uh, there is something very familiar about this cage uh, or this this uh, crow's nest they say in the novel, um, mm-hmm. going all the way back to the um, concept art for the operations building in that cage, um, the top of the pole, top of the tower there in the Lost World. Oh, yeah, true. It's not. It's not this. This one's a lot taller and not a lot thinner than what the uh, Tower in the Lost World is. But um, there was that concept art that showed they had the the little escape plan or a little uh, place of last resort was that tower on top of the pole behind the building. Mm-hmm. We've only just recently been talking about Camp Cretaceous and the return of the redwoods here, and our first seeing of redwoods on Nublar, and without. Uh, going back to those aerial shots quickly um we are looking at a real natural looking redwood forest here mm-hmm. and it, the area itself seems to be generally bigger than the area that the, from what we see of it outside it just seems to be more fuller and more kind of ecosystemy it doesn't instead of just like a few trees sprouting out from the top of the in in the enclosure you know well, it looks it looks beyond what you'd build or populate an enclosure with. It, especially when these trees are as old as they are, um, you'd build you'd build the amphitheater and out around the trees. You wouldn't be moving these trees into the enclosure to, to vegetate or to populate it. Um, yeah. Well, that brings up what I mentioned, like with the the uh, super miracle grow that they might be using <laughs> on, the, on the redwoods here. To make they plant them, they plant them, and then, and then boom, redwood in five years. Well, yeah, and we see with um, Camp Cretaceous the the glass panels and then inside the the mm-hmm. empty tree trunk. Do we think this is actually a redwood tree that they've just hollowed out, or that's been hollowed out and they've just put the glass panels in, or is I'm thinking for safety it'd have to be a fake mm. reinforced. Yeah, I think the, the log here that we see here is a fake redwood, but at the same time it's kind of intriguing because redwoods are very resilient they're of incredibly incredibly dense hardwood and they can survive being hollowed out like this i mean like this one naturally is supposed to be probably fake because it's lying on its side and it's it wouldn't be a living redwood living on its being living on its side but Redwoods are kind of this weird weird tree you can hollow out like the first like the bottom 50% of it, and it'll still be alive. Hmm. There's pictures that I think was just posted by the Redwoods National Park Service that showed a tree just like that. It was kind of, how, I mean, there's it was basically standing on stilts, almost, in a way. Yeah, there's a reason they grow so tall and so old, the, the resilience, mm-hmm. uh, until we come along and chop them down. 
Mm. I mean, they survive lightning, they survive wildfire, they survive pestilence, disease, they just can't survive us. Yeah. Yep. And one thing I do love about this setting here, um, unfortunately, we only get one shot of the Tyrannosaur from inside the the, uh, the enclosure or inside the viewing structure but this takes me right back to that uh, Lost World PlayStation 2 game um, with with the male Rex running through the Redwoods that you can control <laughs> that is my one complaint about the scene is when we is right after the uh, employee here throws the flare and we see it at the foot of the goat we hear the classic T-Rex uh, kind of growl but we never actually see it come up we, it's and in the next minute, we see, like, portions of the head kind of blocked away by the crowd, but we never actually really see the T-Rex until the end of the movie, which I, I find immensely disappointing. Yeah, I wonder why, what's the hesitation to show to show her here, why we couldn't keep this shot from outside and have her come across, cut inside to see the excitement of the kids inside, but then cut back mm-hmm. out. Is it because you don't want to see, don't want to show the goat being eaten? You can, you can still have a head drop out of scene and pick the goat up and get that gulping noise. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's not just that, but as a whole, in the last two movies, T Rex has been kind of a real backburner dinosaur, which is really disappointing because she was such a star in the first two movies. Or he, she, and he was such a <laughs> T Rex was such a star in the first two movies. And since Jurassic Park 3, it's been pretty much full-focused Velociraptor. Mm. Well, that's... Yeah, and that's... A lot will say the issue of Jurassic Park 3 is the fact they wanted to move away from the Tyrannosaur and have something bigger and badder. Um, and that not necessarily working in fans' eyes anyway. And here, well, we can't just not have the T-Rex. We're going to use her sparingly here at the start of the film. Mm-hmm. This is the only the only shot we get to see of her until Paddock 9's opened at the end. I don't know if they just they didn't want to use they wanted to move away from the T Rex, they're dealing with the Raptor Squad. We got the the Indominus here, she's the um she's the big bad of the uh of the film, much like the Spinosaur was and we can't we're not gonna have the two meet uh mm. early on at least anyway, because we don't want a rehash of uh Rexy dying. Um Yeah. And it's also just a share I mean that's why I love the Tippet Jeep video so much. Was it was T Rex in the Redwoods, which is something I had always wanted to see. I mean, it was T Rex chasing a Jeep in the Redwoods. I mean, there was nothing more perfect than that. And and the Field Museum had just, I think, last winter opened up their new Sioux exhibit. No, well, no, it wasn't last. It was about it was about it was about two winters ago. About uh, back in uh, twenty, I think twenty eighteen. Winter of twenty eighteen opened up. The Sioux exhibit, their new Sioux exhibit, and going into the exhibit, you have these giant wall wallpaper, I think about 12 foot ceiling wall of redwood forest. And that's what T-Rex environment was. It was a redwood forest. And it's just a sin that we, the only time we actually get to really see T-Rex in the redwoods is during the Phil Tippett commercial. There's one other. <laughs> you just have to keep on watching that Malcolm, that Jeff Goldblum Jeep commercial a few more times. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the one I mentioned. I meant. Oh sorry. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Phil Tippett did the uh, did the effects or uh, and that did, but he well sort of he supervised the effects on the on the commercial. 
Oh, I, yeah, you said Phil Tippett, and I was imagining bloody stop motion or something. <laughs> like a, um, like a, uh, animatic of, um, the Trenosaur chasing the Jeep in the first film. No, no, it was, uh, it was, um, he supervised, he was the su- effects supervisor. <laughs> and lead dinosaur handler. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that joke's been done to death. <laughs> um, we, we've been skirting around. You mentioned before about the fact that uh, the aerial shots of Trinosaur Kingdom only show for the three to five tall uh, trees sticking out the top of it. Um, the structure itself is sort of vaguely similar to what we have with uh, Jurassic Park San Diego. Just the... Um, I, I haven't got it up here. Is it five or six-sided? Octagon, hexagon-shaped uh, arena, amphitheatre with seats around we never get close enough to see if it's just open seating above it we don't have the big um the big shade sails or glass panels above it to keep uh, guests dry like we do at the uh mosasaur feeding show or what was going to be at the uh spinosaur at the spinosaur i've got it on my mind now the uh indominus um amphitheater they're building there as well there was i remember talking early on with the film whether there's a paddock adjacent to T-Rex Kingdom, like what we got with the Raptors. Because again, Rexy just having this small space to roam around in um, doesn't really sound like a good life for her. But but at the same time, I mean, the inside of the arena area seems substantially bigger than what we see from the outside. And even when we... It could just be the mist of the Redwoods hiding it, but it does seem like that it's just all around much a much bigger area than what it really is, you know. Mm. Could yeah, be some well, kind of weird force perspective thing going on, or it could be that they just happen to make the walls kind of generally redwoodish, so that you don't the T Rex doesn't really notice the difference. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, like how they do with the painted murals on the side of the tiger cages. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's, again, it goes back to the raptor enclosure when we get the intro to that as well and finding out after the fact that, yes, there was a section off the back, but again, you just have this real, seemingly real forest, real jungle with no end to it, and it's supposed to be supposed to be inside an enclosure. and it's Exactly, yeah. It's, it's a continuing issue with um, just the whole geographical issue with Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. But as you said, the park worker lights a flare here and tosses it, and as uh, as they do, we can hear that roar of the T-Rex off-screen, sounding a little bit older. Um, I don't know if it's just an effect they put on the roar, but it didn't sound crisp like um, what we got in the first film anyway. It sounded like that roar that we hear when she goes after the flare when Grant flo- uh, throws it. That kind of elephantine, oh yeah, low rumble roar that they yep. had. Yep. The flare lands beside the goat. Uh, that's tied up to a post uh, within viewing distance of that observation log. Uh, we see in the original film they had some sort of uh, system made up to have that goat pop out of the ground, um, obviously from some sort of tunnel network underground. But mm-hmm. is someone walking out into the pen dragging a goat behind them? every two hours to uh, to do because this, this, this ghost is tied to a post <laughs> <laughs> I 
Don't look at me. I'm not putting the goat out there. <laughs> and we might, we might, uh, we're not seeing the whole thing. Maybe the concrete wall is directly behind the camera, and this goat's mm. only a meter out in the enclosure. If they know where Rex is, they've probably got time to get out and and do this. Yeah. But at the same time, in the next minute, when we see the what the crowd can see, I mean, it just looks like more forest. You know? Yeah, it's a massive space inside here. Yeah. I'm not I'm I'm not paper rocking scissors to to drag this goat out there. <laughs> as soon as you hear the roar, you just drop the lead and run back to the back to the gate, back to the door. Rexy can hunt this one. She's not come to the post. Dude still want to be fed. It wants to hunt. <laughs> exactly. It just suppress sixty-five million years of gut instinct. Or mm. thirty years of being fed goats every two hours. <laughs> Which makes you wonder why she's not fatter than what she is with. We'll get to it at the end of the film, but she's pretty, uh, she's a pretty skinny old grandma. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get there. Uh, in the log, as the T-Rex roars, you can clearly see the guests looking around all over the place, trying to see where the roar had come from before they, uh, all look in the one direction and start pointing and raising their cameras. Clearly not following the rule here of, uh, kids and smaller people in the front and adults at the rear. We've got one guy here, <laughs> front and center, taking photos, um... But from outside, it all seems peaceful. They're in there taking photos. And I just noticed, I just noticed the info screen they got here on each, in front of each window. I wonder if that's, um, if they, it's like an interactive thing where you can find out more information about T Rex. Mm. But again, there's only two of them. <laughs> With this crowd, you'd be fighting each other to get to the screen. Yeah. Well, Rexy here is the real. Where's the real show? Not the, not the infographic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. I'm sure there's times when the feeding show isn't on. You'd be able to get in this log, and you'd probably be by yourself, or very few people probably. in there. Mhm. And I'm sure people line up early for it. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, and if this goat's tied up here, and we've got the flare, of course, they have to keep on luring her back to this spot to feed. Although she'd probably know by now that uh, this is where the food comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike the first film where she mm-hmm. probably had been fed from that goat trap very much yeah. well like I think this is a very important kind of thing here that they set up here is that they kind of set up that Rexy's been conditioned to associate the flare with mm. food so that's yep. an important thing that comes up later where we see Claire throw the flare at the Indominus where Rexy's been conditioned, okay, this means this thing's food. I guess I get an extra large portion tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially when you compare it to Jurassic Park, there, she, Malcolm uses the flare, and Grant uses the flare to get her attention, but Malcolm mm-hmm. throws that flare, she turns her head and sees it fly off through the fence or wherever, then turns mm-hmm. her attention directly back to Malcolm and keeps chasing him. Where we get the mm-hmm. same scene, or same shot later on in the film, where Claire throws the flare and she uh, breaks up the chase and goes after that flare and doesn't keep on chasing Claire. But uh, as the minute ends, we cut inside the observation log and it's not all peaceful like it seems from the outside. All the kids are jumping and yelling, eat it, eat it, eat it. And Grace (laughs) Grace jumping to uh, try and see over the onlookers as well. And we get another geographical issue here as well as the camera pans along the windows. Outside, there's a redwood clearly there blocking half the view of one of these big observation windows uh, with some of the foliage there as well, which 
why make an observation window if it's going to be obscured by a tree? <laughs> and out when we had the exterior shot, there are no trees there, so I, I just don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why this is continuing to be an issue, but David, you mentioned earlier about the kids chanting, eat it, eat it, eat it, referring to something else. Uh, yeah. In the um, in some of the newsreels that we get when The Lost World was first, or when The Lost World first um, aired, or I'm sorry, premiered, there was, there was um, a short clip in one of them where there's a, crowd of fans out waiting in line outside and they're all chanting t-rex 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 and <laughs> i still insist that was that was clearly what um what inspired this scene here you know mm. yep and of course it's not the kids in there they're not excited to see the t-rex they're excited to see the t-rex eat the goat <laughs> it's like the, <laughs> the view, viewing the trinosaur is not uh not the attraction here it's the fact that it's going to eat, <laughs> eat the goat it's um, got all these people excited, and there's a counter too with the uh, the the redwood in front of the observation windows. Maybe where we've Zach and Gray here and there in another part of the log, but as uh, as the minutes, we can clearly see the Trinosaur come into shot or the top part of its head anyway. And mm-hmm. and we're going the next minute, it sort of lunges down, eats the goat right where they're standing. So we know that's the uh, the same section of log as what we've seen previously with the uh, big windows in it. Anything else on that before we get into novel comparisons? No, I think we covered that pretty well. All right. Uh, heading over there quickly in the novel, there is an announcement over the PA about uh, the T-Rex that gets Greg's attention. Um, he runs up Main Street and sees the massive paddock, and that's what gets him excited. The enclosure is said to have a grove of redwood trees and a live goat on a platform in the middle, and as a flare mm-hmm. lands by the goat, the uh, Tyrannosaur bursts out of the grove of redwoods and uh, devours the goat, so... I remember some. I remember a fan did some kind of fan art where they superimposed an image of the Jurassic Park T Rex doing as that's visualized, and I loved it. And I honestly think that the movie would have been better had we seen that. Yep. Not the. I mean, not just the movie, but the scene would have been better if we actually got to see the T Rex burst through the grove of redwoods. Yeah, it'll still still show the old girl's got some huntiness. Got some. Um, forcing her with what she's got to do at the end of the film mm-hmm. we're, we're here she just sort of roars lumbers on screen and eats the goat and we don't see her again for another 45 minutes yeah and all we really get to see and and that's this is that going into the next minute is the eye really I mean it's I mean that's we see kind of an outline of it through the crowd but we don't really get to see any details except for like that one flash of the eye area when it goes to lunge at the goat. Well, could you imagine if we just got a shot at the side of a head with those scars on her neck? It would have been, oh shit, that's that's the Rex from the original film. Like Without knowing any of the marketing or promotional stuff going into the film. Exactly, um, yeah. Because here, without knowing all that stuff, well here they've obviously made a T-Rex obviously female, not being the same colours as what we've seen previously with the Lost World and that, but obviously, the, yeah... We know that she's the uh, the original Rex, and I I wonder why they don't have a uh, even just the um that woman's voice over the PA just describing what the people are seeing or describing that it's the original because we had that in the in the monorail saying these are the original the gates made from parts of the original ones there, but here we don't have any mention of her being the original Rex at all. 
Yeah. Maybe that's it's on those screens. Because, I mean, that was clearly a big part of the marketing. Oh, we got the original T-Rex back. I mean, why not mention it in the movie? Yep. <laughs> uh, and everyone's getting excited about Sauna coming back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Dave, that's minute 27. Bit of a longer one. Yep. Bit of a good discussion yep. there. Um, ready to get out of here for the day? Sure. All right, lovely. Mm-hmm.